TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk all things dirty birds. It's Falcons Flyover. John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show hanging out with you on this Tuesday evening. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Don't forget we got Rankum coming up at 940. We go three hours now, so 940 will be Rankum. So get your listen to us. I've got some that is uh, already on my Twitter page at JMCH316. He's at the D. Lewis for real. This should I look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So we were talking about this with uh, Daniel Flick in the last segment. Um, Adi Ogandeji is now on IR, and I don't think he's going to make the team. He had a poor year last year. He's done nothing. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it was a good story and a lot of hype and all this, that, and the other coming out of Notre Dame. But he's done next to nothing. And I don't – this team's not going to miss him. I, I I can tell you that. I mean, again, you've got to get Arnold Ebicady in there. We've got some outside linebackers. I'm more concerned about our inside linebacker spot, to be honest with you. I'm more concerned about what we're going to do inside. And Troy Anderson and Kay Nellis and all that. I mean, now without Michael Walker now, you know, again, they signed this kid from the USFL that was the USFL player of the year. Hopefully he can come in and contribute, but I don't think Adi Ogandeji is going to be around very much longer. And, and I think that, look, I, I've said it before, I think if Jalen Mayfield had not played as well as he did on Friday, I think he would have been gone. I really do. I think that, look, he still may be gone when all is said and done, but he bought himself some more time. He bought himself some more time by playing well. But if he had had a Michael Walker type of effort and things like that, I don't think he'd have been around very much longer. All right. uh, From Pro Football Focus, uh, looking at the Falcons rookies and what they did on uh, the preseason game number one against Miami. So uh, the guys who did play, Xavier Malone, uh, the wide receiver, 12 snaps, 91.0 grade. He was the highest graded rookie for the Atlanta Falcons, highest-graded player overall. DeMarco Hellams, uh, safety, 61 snaps, 68.3 pro football focus grade. Barry Wesley at tackle, 14 snaps, 67.7. Natron Brooks, cornerback, he had an interception, 20 snaps, 66.8.
Clifford Chapman, another safety with 17 snaps, 64-8. Mike Jones Jr., linebacker, 33 snaps, 62.9. Uh, Keelan Harris, wide receiver, 12 snaps, 54. Carlos Washington Jr., he was one of the running backs. He played 33 snaps, 52.5. Jovan Gwynn, the rookie center, he played 30 snaps, 47.4. And Zach Harrison, edge, 23 snaps, 37.3. Now, I think Zach Harrison did some good things. He also at times looked lost on the football field. No surprise. He's a rookie. I'm not mad about it. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm not worried. But he looked good at times. He looked lost at times. Welcome to being a rookie in the NFL, where the speed amps up, ramps up, and everything is bigger, faster, stronger than what even he saw at Ohio State. Even, even what he saw at Ohio State, it's on steroids now. So, again, good things, not so good things. We'll see if he gets a chance to improve in game two, um, but certainly he's going to make the club when all is said and done. Uh, did you see the Bears claimed Michael Walker off of um, off of uh, what do you call it um, waivers? You know, yeah, they they claimed they claimed him off waivers. So uh, look, that's a good fit for Michael Walker. Yeah. I will say with Rokon Smith and guys like that, that's a good fit for Michael Walker, where he probably will be able to use his athleticism a little bit more than even what he was able to with this Falcons defense. So um, I still like Michael Walker, good kid. Talked to him. I interviewed him right after the draft. Jarvis and I got a chance to talk to him. Uh, I like him all the way around, and uh, hopefully he latches on with the team and can find some uh, success. So, uh, all right, let's get to some audio here. Let's uh, hear from the aforementioned Zach Harrison, how he talks about NFL caliber reps are making me better. I wouldn't say a light bulb moment, but I have to say just more reps and just getting more comfortable playing at the the tempo and the intensity of the NFL is just, you know, yeah. it takes it's a process, you know. So that's what I'm just trying to, you know, like I said, get better every day. That's what I'm talking about. Look, it's it's the speed, it's the physicality, it's the schemes. Again, you know, there's so much that goes into play with all of this. And I, look, he's going to have moments where he's going to shine. He's going to have moments where he looks lost. And that's what he gave you on Friday night. Hopefully he just keeps getting better and better, right? That's all you can hope for is that he gets better and better. Our season is not going to hinge on the idea, though, of Zach Harrison. Like, our season is not going to hinge on whether or not, if, if we don't make the playoffs, it's Zach Harrison's fault. Or if we do make the playoffs, it's not going to be Zach Harrison that leads the way. He can be a piece and a component, but he's not going to be the reason that we are or are not in the playoffs. Here's uh, Zach Harrison talking about the vets in the defensive line room. They're hard on him, but it's making him better. Oh, a lot. I was just doing work with Calais over there on the, uh, the little hand sled. But, um, I mean, the whole room has been helpful a lot. You know, they've been tough on me. But, I, I mean, I appreciate it. Because, you know, they're trying to see, see me get better. You know, they've been coaching me up, you know, picking me up, you know, telling me things. When Coach gets on me, they've been like, but just, yeah, I do this. Like, this is what he wants to see. So, I mean, the vets in the room have been great. I think the reason they're hard on him is because they know he's got the talent. And, and he's got the – and he's – and he's got the ability. The question has always been at Ohio State, look, what I was told by folks up there is that 
if he wants to be great, he'll be great. That was the, that was the line that was used. If he wants to be great, he can be great. But at times, some of that didn't come through and didn't shine through. And I think the reason that they're hard on him is to keep him focused and, and to, you know, again, get him to be better. Because I think that they see the talent in him. I think even his teammates see the talent in him. Now they just want to harness that and, and channel it in a positive direction. All right, here's uh, Zach Harrison talking about getting comfortable in Ryan Nielsen's scheme. Yeah, no, most definitely. You know, I mean, the more and more I play in it, the more comfortable I get. Like I said, it's just a process. So it's still, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. But as long as I'm trending upward, I feel like it's a good, a good thing. So, you know, I'm getting more comfortable playing with the techniques that Coach Wilson has me playing. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, Ryan Nielsen's defense, you know, it's, it's an attacking style defense. Um, I'm all good with that. Um, you know, again, we'll see how we'll see how he we'll see how he fits in to this scheme because again, positionally, it's going to be interesting to just kind of see how he lines up. Can he play inside? Can he be an outside linebacker? Is he going to be strictly an edge? Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting just to see him as he lines up on the football field what his position is and how. Remember, it's positionless football, which means that guys have to play all over the place. Can he be a guy that plays all over the place? All right, here's Ryan Nielsen talking about how we want to disrupt the ball any way we can. Yeah, I think, you know, again, ball disruption, right? Tip tip ball, tips at equal picks. Um, you know, so it, it's just, just a drill that we do. Um, just so look because you, you practice it, right? And and some guys have a knack at it a little bit better than others. Um, but you, you want to stay on, hey, affect the quarterback, you know, push the pocket, hands up, um, you know, get in the throwing lanes up front so the ball can't come out clean, so you can't see receivers, things down the field like that. So it's all encompassing. Day day. Day day. Yes, sir. Okay. Is that is that sort of what I was talking about? Affecting the quarterback, yeah, yeah putting putting scenarios much. again. Yeah. It's hard. You can practice certain things, but it's hard to practice creating turnovers. You know how you create turnovers? Pressure yeah. quarterbacks. Put them in one-dimensional schemes. Did we not just talk about? No, no. Excuse me. Did I not just talk about all of that? Yep, you sure okay. did. All right, you're yeah. welcome. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome, Atlanta. Down in distance, as you yeah. said. <laughs> right, you're welcome, Atlanta. <sighs> Here's Ryan Nielsen seeing our defense uh, or starting to see our defensive philosophy. Well, you know, with Coach Smith and and the overall, you know, program is, you know, being aggressive and attacking and being physical. And, you know, th those are the things that we're, we're preaching on defense, you know, and, and it all starts from the top, you know. And, and so, you know, that's what we want to see physical plays. We want to see physical tackling, you know, uh, guys running and hitting. So, that is, you know, that's what we're coaching and, we're starting to see that show up a little bit. That is one of the things the defense got to work on. I mean, again, the second team, they were getting gashed on some plays. They need to tackle better. That's true for everybody at the start of the year in the NFL. I'm not really worried about that just yet. Now, look, week 12 and they still can't tackle, then we got a problem. Well, but, they still can't tackle by week. They shouldn't even get to week 12. Well, again, <laughs> um, but but you're not going to – but that's not all going to necessarily change in week one, though, either. No, no, no. So, Maybe again. week three, four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's going to take at least a month to get acclimated to this defense. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to give them time on it. Um, but, again, 
you have to win football games, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here's uh, Ryan Nielsen talking about he's excited to see the first stringers play on Friday night. Very excited about uh, seeing these guys. Um, you know, first time out all together. Um, you know, not sure how many snaps they'll get, but they'll get some playing time. And excited to go out there and uh, focus on our execution and, and playing football, and tackling. Hopefully, we get some takeaways and just keep, keep taking the step, get one one step better defensively. Well, again, I'm going to be excited to see this first team defense come together. Offense may take a little bit, but I want to see this first team defense come together because they have the ability and and again we could we could have some things here, you know, that's brewing. And I want to see that first team defense come out there and show that same aggressiveness. All right, here's Ryan Nielsen talking about the pass rush on Friday. Yeah, so you know, you get five, you want six, right? And so there's always always more. And so we just pushed the guys on, hey, let's get another one because there was other opportunities. Um, and, uh, you know, Ebiketti, you know, it's a great way to finish the game. Really good rush. Great job getting the ball out. Uh, you know, so you, you want your guys to have, make some plays like that, take the ball away, some strip sacks. I mean, that's rushing the pass. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate, right? And so it was really good to see him do that. Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Okay? Again, you know, it's one of those. The more you look at the advanced huh? analytics. The more what? you see how valuable sacks are. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a believer now. Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Hit the quarterback. Sack the quarterback. Create turnover. You got to do it, folks. That that's Your defense isn't going to get to where you want it to be with 19 sacks. Sorry. Because you're not going to have the greatest show on turf. You, you can't live off of 19 sacks in today's NFL and think you're going to be successful and think you're going to be an influential defense and think you're going to be playoff caliber team. You're not going to do it. You guys can fight with me and argue with me, and every time, every coach, every analyst, and everything else says all the exact same thing. Definitely have a question about uh, the team's pass rush. Well, again, I'm not worried about that part the of it as much. The there you analytics. go. The more you see how valuable sacks are. Absolutely. Hasn't somebody been preaching this for years? Surely there's been somebody on the radio station here in the last, I don't know, 11 years that's talked about this? I think I know a guy. Oh, okay. All right, very quickly here, let's uh, hear from Jake Matthews how excited he is for Friday night. It's hard for me to speak for other people, but I know as an O-line, we're we're trying to give those guys opportunities to get in space because – I'm sure, as you've all seen and can tell, they're, they're really good in space. And, um, you know, that, that comes with us being prepared and, and playing fast. Like, we, you know, we try to build that mindset all year and build off what we did last year. So, you know, I'm excited to see them as well. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I'm, I'm excited for the starters to play. It'll be our one and probably only look to see the starters before week one of the regular season. And, listen, I, did I not tell you? It's going to go fast. We, we got a game to, on Friday, then we have a game on Thursday, then the preseason's wrapped up, folks. Like, it's go time now. So, again. All right, Gabe Burns going to join us, my buddy. Talk some Braves, talk some Falcons, and we'll talk about Stetson Bennett a little bit, too. A lot of things we get into. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, 1990 Game, the com app.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. It is John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening is... Well, lots going on. Yankees uh, in town. Bengals will be here on Friday night. I mean, a lot of action and activity here this week in the Atlanta sports scene. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy Gabe Burns, sports and feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he's on Twitter at Gabe Burns, AJC. Gabe, as always, my friend, appreciate a few minutes on the show. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Glad to be on. All right. Let's start with the Braves first. I mean, look, um, the only negative I'll say right now is I think the Yanni Shiranos experiment has to be over. And, you know, Gabe, I really don't understand why Michael Soroka isn't getting a start every fifth day with a big lead in the division, about a third of the season left to really evaluate him. I don't know under I don't really understand why he's not up here with this club. What do you think the reason is? You know, I I agree with you. Um, they know what's best for him, and again, it's a it's a very very unique situation. And so, frankly, this team gives you all the reason in the world to trust them and how they're evaluating players. But it doesn't make a lot of sense on the surface, and we'll see um, when his next opportunity comes. 
and certainly um, he's deserving of it. And you definitely want to see kind of what you have uh, heading into the playoffs, as you just suggested. I will say, you know, if you're if really the biggest negative you have right now is, you know, Yanni shouldn't be getting any more opportunities. Uh, your team's probably in a good place, um, all things considered. So we'll see. But no, I mean, I agree with you on Soroka. I think that it would certainly behoove this team to figure out if this is somebody who's going to wind up having a positive impact uh, in October. Well, and, and even, I mean, thinking about the bigger picture, I mean, you know, if you're not going to pitch him, why why keep him around? Why offer him arbitration? I mean, if you can't figure out what he is or is not going to be, you know, again, move on from him. I mean, there, there are plenty of young arms coming up through the system, and I know you're not going to have Morton maybe more than a year. You might not have Max Fried in a couple of years, but how are we going to figure out if Soroka is part of a long-term plan if we don't see him except for pitching in Gwinnett where, you know, again, he can shut out the, the AAA clubs, but I need to see him here at the big league level and, and trying to figure things out here. Yeah, no, you do need to see that. And it, you're right. It's not just about even this year. It's about seeing if this is a guy who can handle the workload as being an every fifth day guy again, because um, that's obviously still a question given everything he's been through. And also, if, if I remember correctly, he's a free agent after next season. So, I mean, we're talking about already you, you're looking at, is this a guy that we're going we're to kind of figure out, is he going to be someone who's here over the long haul? Is he going to be somebody that you can rely on? Gabe, I have talked repeatedly the production that this team gets out of their seven, eight, and nine hitters, whatever combination that it, I mean, whether it's been Michael Harris, Orlando Arcia, Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna, I don't care what combination. I think that's been the big key to this thing. I know Ronnie and Olsen and Riley are boppers, but when you get the bottom of that order and they're turning this lineup over, as as you know, they <laughs> that that Snicker famously says, when they're turning this lineup over and you're getting more at bats for the top of that order, I think this has been the the low key thing that has been really one of the keys. Just how good the seven, eight, nine hitters have produced for this lineup. You are absolutely right. And this lineup is unbelievable. We're not saying anything that people don't already know. Uh, but this is truthfully one of the best lineups in modern baseball history. I mean, it is just top to bottom. Look, you know, we talk about it all the time in baseball. You know, like we always make jokes about teams like the Angels. And you go through and it's like you have, a, you know, a couple of guys here. But it really is. It's all about the depth of your roster the depth of your lineup and you're looking at it and this team just has really there's so many options it's this team can do so much these guys are mashing the ball um to have to have the amount of power uh that this team has up and down there's no break for any pitcher uh it's really it's an impressive group i don't you know obviously they're gonna have the core of this group back next year and we'll see if this is, you know, something that you continue. It's every year. But this is this year the production that they are getting from these guys. It's really special. And that's why, I mean, you never know how October is going to play out, man. It's it's a crazy thing. You know, Max Freed can be sick. And, you know, there's different stuff that affects it. But this lineup, I just – I struggle to see how this team doesn't make a deep run. That doesn't mean that they're going to win the thing. But – I mean, they are just so, so impressive in so many areas. I I fully expect another deep uh, postseason run. Yeah, I'm still a little bit bitter about 2003, that team that was 
uh, such a good offensive club, but that's that's neither here nor there. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Burns joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. So I'm asking the local guys and the national guys that I've talked to, let me ask you the question. Do you think Spencer Strider is the leader in the clubhouse right now to win the National League Cy Young? I don't. Uh, I don't because I think – I kind of think I'm leaning Blake Snell. Hmm. Uh, but you, you look around, I mean, there's – in the NL, it's very open. And I think that Strider is certainly one of the top few guys, him, uh, you know, Gallon, Snell. I mean, there's a, there's a few guys that could really make a push here. And I certainly think he's got it. He's, he's going to have a case. And if he finishes strong, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. But at this very moment, I think if, if the award was, you know, being given out right now, I don't think he would win. But I, he, he, it's, it's important. I, 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 here's my case. He leads in two of the three um, triple crown categories in pitching. And if he leads the league and wins and has 300 strikeouts, I don't know how he's not going to win the, the Cy Young. I, I, I don't know how you vote for somebody else over. I know what the ERA is, and he's 13th in the league in ERA, but you lead mm-hmm. the league in wins and you have 300 strikeouts in today's modern-day baseball. I don't know how you don't walk away with that award. Uh, and and that might be the case. And that, <laughs> Look, he is – He's awesome, and I, I get like some people try to tear him down because I mean I mean come on like this guy is we are I, you want to be careful when you throw out different names, but when you think about the Verlanders, the Scherzers, these really really special guys, they've got one with Spencer Strider, mm-hmm. and he's going to keep piling up strikeouts. And this is again you don't want to overstate things, but I mean this is the type of talent that. You know, if he stays healthy, this is going to be somebody that we're going to be talking about for a very long time. And it would not – I don't think it would surprise anyone if, you, if we found out, you know, he winds up winning multiple Cy Young awards. All right, let's uh, switch gears here. Um, look, I thought it was a good first step for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, there's some things to clean up. But, again, I, I, I've asked people this question. What would you rather have? You know, our backups and third string guys get run out of the building, or would you rather have us dominate with our second and third stringers? And I think that's the thing is, look, it looks like there's some depth on this team. It looks like there's some defensive presence. And and what I wanted to just see was my eyes. Like, I wanted to see that this team looked different or it looked like it had more personnel. And I think I at least got that part of it from what we saw last Friday night. Yeah, we were just talking about the depth that the Braves have. You And if you're going to be a good NFL team, it's paramount. And, again, this is not super insightful stuff that we're talking about here, but the Falcons have lacked that, and they've lacked that for a long time. And I think we would all agree, whatever you think about this team, if you think it's going to win the NFC South or you think it's going to win eight games, whatever your take is, I think we can all agree that the depth is in a much better place than it was. And, yeah, like – we're talking about preseason results. I mean, you want to, yeah, you'd rather have your depth guys. You'd rather have your guys that might be selling cars in, you know, a few weeks. You want, you want them to be the best they can be. You know, that's just, I'm excited about Ryan Nielsen. I really, you know, again, there's only so much you're going to take from, from preseason and everything, but the energy, I think, I think you're going to see some really creative things schematically. And so my big thing is, yeah, like, 
the depth is better, and I really I'm very optimistic about Nielsen, and that's a game changer. That's a game changer, obviously, in a division that's not very good, and we'll see. So yeah, I mean, I, right now I, every, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know I wonder how much they're going to play the starters on Friday because I I think in the third preseason game I don't think anybody's going to play that's a starter. I wonder how long they keep those guys in. If it's a quarter, a half, a few offensive series. I mean, I'm I'm going to be very curious to see what the rotation that Arthur Smith has in place for his starters because I think this is going to be their only opportunity to try to get on the field. Yeah, it will be interesting because you know we don't know how many you know how many reps does a guy does Ritter need, right? Right. When you go through, I mean, Bijan, I don't <laughs> I don't really care if he plays, right? Right, right? I mean, there's certain guys you're just you just don't care. In the case of the quarterback, I mean, this is a still a very inexperienced player, a young player trying to kind of feel his way through everything. And this is his first time being, obviously, being a starter. So I'm more interested in, you know, that that type of player than, you know, it'll be nice to see Bijan out there. Um, but, you know, you go through, you know, Drake London, you go through some of these guys, and I just I don't really need to see them. You know, uh, Gabe Burns joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline, feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You uh, you were out in L.A. covering uh, you know the obviously the, the Rams, but with Stetson Bennett, uh, I had a chance to talk with him last year at the SEC Media Days and got a chance to. I mean, he literally was sitting two feet from me, and you know I I, I like the kid, and you know obviously I was impressed with him, and obviously the, the accomplishments speak for themselves. But you know, did you come away with a sense of a maturity? from him because I mean everybody's taken their shots and everybody's kind of flung their arrows at, at Stetson Bennett for some of the things that happened through the offseason but did, what was your takeaway when you got a chance to talk with him I think he's a self-aware individual I think that he knows um, you know he's not obviously he's not going to be a starter the best thing that he can do is be quiet learn from Stafford Soak up what coaches are giving him, all that cliche stuff. I do think, you know, uh, what happened What happened in Dallas, he's like, I just, I know not to do that. I have to be better than that. It's easy to say these things. You want to obviously see that somebody is acting. Um, but, I look, I think, I think he's a good kid, and I think that he, there's a chance that he has a lengthy NFL career. Now, is that going to be as a starter? I don't know. But, you know, it's pretty good to be a long-term backup, too. That's a nice career to have. So I, I certainly think he's got the qualities. I think his teammates there have really taken to him. And I will tell you this. The Rams absolutely loved him. Like, that cannot be over. They loved him, and they were really, really excited to get him. Now, whether that translates to anything, that's, that's going to be up to Stetson. But I do think that they – that Stetson's camp feels that he landed in basically the perfect spot, and he knows that patience is going to be required, and they're fine with that. And I think that it's a good environment for him to succeed and that the team is really excited to have him. So, you know what? I guess you can't really bet against the guy, right, with all that he's done. But it'll be really interesting to see uh, how his career ends up playing. Well, and last question for you, Gabe. I mean, look, I'll sacrifice some of the physical attributes – with a Stetson Bennett because he's a winner and, and he knows how to win. And, and they're, they're really, and, and I say this all the time, there is an, if, if you have the innate ability to win at college, NFL, whatever, 
I'll take that trait more than anything. I'll I'll take not the big arm or the accuracy and all that kind of stuff. If you've got a guy that can win games, because in all honesty, in the NFL, it's all that matters. I mean, all that matters is if you if you win or or in you know again, you can have all the stats in the world. There are a lot of stat guys that don't win, but if you can win at that level, that's what matters most. And and I'll take the lack of you know arm strength or height or whatever like that. For a guy, give me a guy who's just a winner all the way through. I agree with you. And look, he's not going to be everyone's flavor. Some guys are going to, you know, look, he's not Justin Herbert. Okay. He doesn't, right. he's not six, five, gigantic arm. You know, I mean, some, you're always, I think a lot of coaches are always going to gravitate to that kind of guy. But in the modern NFL, where athleticism is paramount for a quarterback, being able to, you know, to, to move around, all the stuff that he does. And, again, the teammates respond to him, and that's a good scheme for him, too. And, obviously, McVay is a guy who he's always maximized his quarterbacks. Uh, and Jared Goff was not – I mean, he went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Obviously, they knew that there was a – you know, that ceiling wasn't quite there, mm-hmm. and they made the move to get Stafford. But he did maximize Jared Goff, and you know, we've seen what Goff's done in Detroit. Good for him. But, I, again, I think it's a really good spot for him. And, you know, people might roll their eyes at the if factor, but I agree with what you're saying. There is just something about this guy. He's surpassed expectations everywhere he's gone. I do think that he deserves – he's kind of he, – he gets memed and people make jokes about how old he is and all that. And I understand all of that stuff. And no one's acting like Georgia wasn't winning those titles because of their defense. But he does deserve a ton of credit. He deserves a ton of credit for working to put himself in the position he's in for becoming a fourth-round pick. And, look, you're going to give up some physically. We all know that. But that that doesn't have to – I mean, Brock Purdy – of all people, was with a team, was starting for a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year. So you never know. So I, I wouldn't bet against him, um, and it'll be really fun to see how his career plays out. Gabe Burns, he's a sports and feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Check out his work at AJC.com, and he uh, is on Twitter, at AJC, and he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Gabe, my friend, appreciate a few minutes on the show tonight. We'll certainly chat again soon. Sounds good. You got it. John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 19 on the game and the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging on the Key Studios on this Tuesday night with you. A uh, lot to get into. 404-726-0929, Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Don't forget, Rankum comes up in an hour from right now because we're out of here at 10 o'clock. So Rankum comes up in an hour. Hit us up with your list. I've gotten some on my Twitter page uh, already, at JMCH316. At the D. Lewis for real. So you can hit us up with a Rankin list. Now, um, so this is our last night of the week because we've got Corky Kell tomorrow, Corky Kell on Thursday, then preseason football for the Falcons on Friday. I will be at Fairway Social up in Alpharetta coming up on Friday. We're going to have some giveaway tickets for the PGA Tour Championship. And I love that event out at Eastlake. 
So we're going to have some tickets. I'm going to be at Fairway Social in Alpharetta from 4 to 6. So come on by um, 240 South Main Street. Look, it's if you're going north on Alpharetta Highway, when you first get into Alpharetta in from Roswell, it's right. It's just a little bit before you get to Old Milton Parkway. And if you're going north on Alpharetta Highway, it's on the right. And there's all kinds of little shops and stores and condos and everything in that plaza area. And they have Fairway Social in there. It's a great place. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool place. Um, I, I First, frankly, I love that area. Like, I love those places that are through there. Like, that's, that's one of those places where I'd like to live. Because uh, it's really a cool environment. Um, they got some restaurants in there and some stores and, you know, like I said, townhomes, condos, and all that kind of stuff. So Fairway Social, 240 South Main Street in Alpharetta. It's just when you get into Alpharetta on the right-hand side, right before Old Milton Parkway. So very cool spot. Come by on Friday. I'll be there from 4 to 6, and we're going to give away some PGA Tour tickets we're going to have some fun. We got putting contests and all kinds of, you know, shenanigans to, to get into. So, and let me tell you, Day Day, the other part, too, it maybe is five minutes from my house. So, I may, listen, I may even indulge in a adult libation. I may even do an adult libation. Uber your way there and back? Maybe. Might as well. Yeah. I mean, it's five minutes from... Where I live, so I may partake in a adult libation. But come on by four to six, two forty South Main Street, Fairway Social, very cool place. If you've not been there and you're in that area, come on by. Look, happy hour, right? Friday, Friday, happy hour. Come on by. Uh, all right, Braves, right now five to nothing in the fifth inning. Braves all over the yuckies. Um, Bryce Elder has been outstanding. Five innings, one hit, two walks, three strikeouts, 73 pitches, and he's been masterful. And, uh, again, this is what we wanted, right? This is what we This is what we were looking for out of Bryce Elder to get himself right and get himself straightened around. So this is a good start. Now I, well, now I want to see him piggyback you know, on his next start, but this was an outstanding start. Ozuna has homered in the game. Ronnie has homered in the game. Ronnie hit his 27th home run. Don't look now. Marcelo Ozuna's got 24 homers and 60 RBI. He might be 30 and 75 when all is said and done. I'll take that all day long out of Marcelo Ozuna. 30 and 75. But Bryce Elder is the story in this one as five innings, one hit. Louis Severino, the uh, Yankees, at the, sorry, the Yuckies starter, uh, four innings, five runs, three of them earned with a couple of walks and a couple of home runs given up. He has been replaced. Aw. I, I, you know, it's funny. I don't hate the Yankees nearly as much as I do the Mutts and the Red Sox. Like, I loathe and hate the Red Sox and the Mutts, um, but I don't hate the, I don't hate the Yankees. Do you? I mean, do do you? I'm actually a Yankees fan. Oh, okay. I'm from Connecticut. Sorry. 
Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Well, do you hate the do you hate the Red Sox? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Do you hate the Mutts? Uh, I don't care about them. Okay. I won't say I hate them, but I don't care about them. Well, because they're your little stepchild, right? I mean, that's they're that's... they're just there. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> like they they have that toilet bowl of a stadium. They play, you know, uh, near that toilet bowl of an airport and, yeah. you know, everything else along with it. They have a toilet bowl uh, franchise, <laughs> toilet bowl color scheme, toilet bowl manager, toilet bowl owner. I, listen, yeah. I, I hate Mookie Wilson. <gasps> I, no, I do like Mookie. Come on. I, I hate Mookie Wilson because they all played for the Mets. <laughs> I hate Roger McDowell. I, I, hate, um, I hate Sid Fernandez. Don't say Gary Carter. I like Gary Carter. Yeah, he was about to say Expo. Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those old Expos. <laughs> I wish the Expos were still around. I like the Expos. I know, man. Wasn't there talk about who was it? Was it Tampa Bay? Yeah, they were going to try gonna to split, go back and yeah, forth or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, like during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like so they're going to play in Canada. Okay, yeah, that's going to work it, out just, real well. Just put a team there. Just give the give bring the Expos back. Hey, you know, listen. They might as well because they're still the city of Montreal is still paying for the '76 Olympics. They're yeah. still they're still paying for Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. Right, that's where the Expos played. Yep, they're, they're still they're, they are still paying to this day mm-hmm. for the '76 Olympics. Crazy, it's nuts. All right, let's uh, very quickly get to hey, what's bugging Chuckery? Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. All right, two very quick things. Um, did you see the Tuies were speaking about Michael Orr? Yeah. You know, you know what's funny? You know what the father said? Oh, well, we weren't trying to profit off of him. Now, that's all he said. No mention about the fact that we didn't adopt him. No mention about the fact that he was their child. Nothing. Not a single solitary thing. And what he said was, oh, well, we can end the conservatorship. Yeah, he's made $35 million now on his own without you. Yeah, it's a little too late for all of that. But notice he didn't say a word about adopting him. Didn't say one thing. Well, we look at him as a son and this and that. No, he said, well, you know, we, you know, we, we, we can end his conservatorship. What a putz. What a putz this guy is. That's one thing. The, do you know what barstool sports is? Yeah. Okay. So they were they were bought, I guess maybe a couple few years ago, by um, a company called um, uh, Penn Entertainment. Okay. Well, did you see where they have sold barstool back? Back to the guy. Yeah. To to Portney. Yeah. Who bought it for pennies on the dollar? Yeah, yeah really he, cheap. He made yeah. five hundred million off that sale and bought it for pennies on the dollar. Did you see where Penn has come out and said that? Well, they they were um, antithetical to what works in a highly regulated industry. Hold on a second. You mean to tell me that you didn't know what barstool sports was all about? And you thought they were you were going to sell them to mainstream corporate America? You really thought that? How dumb is Penn Entertainment? <laughs> How big of a group of nitwits is Penn Entertainment that you thought you were going to sell Barstool Sports 
and that ragtag vagabond full of putzes to corporate America, Wall Street. Like, what did you think was going to happen? What did you think the message was going to be? Hey, we're not as bad as a serial killer. I mean, was that your message? Like, you were never going to sell Barstool Sports to the mainstream. That's what made Barstool Sports, whether you like them or not. And frankly, I don't really care for Barstool Sports, but I don't knock their hustle. That Dave Portney made a crap ton of money. He's made way more money than I'm ever going. If I lived 100 lifetimes, I would never make the kind of money Dave Portney made. All for being a douchebag. And yes, we did play that on the... Did we play that on the air? Because I'm calling him that. Yeah, well, not really. Sort of. All right. It's gone. Well, we'll get the report on it. And I'm not not afraid to, to say it. Because that's what he is. He's a putz. But again, you mean to tell me that Penn Entertainment had no idea what they were getting into with Barstool Sports? And the fact that they could not sell them to Main Street America, to corporate America, and and it was a a not good fit. And give Portney credit. He bought it for pennies on the dollar. He bought it for pennies on. And he sold it for like $500 million. $500 million. And now he's got it back and he's got control. And by the way, all the people that were fired, he hired them all back. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, if you're going to be a dirtbag organization, you might as well have all the dirtbags there that made you a whole lot of money. Anyway, no offense to Penn Entertainment. I don't know what they're involved in. But let me tell you, they can't go bankrupt fast enough for how stupid they are. They can't go bankrupt fast enough for how stupid that they really are, thinking that they were going to clean up the image and sell barstool sports to mainstream America. And that's just bugging Chuck Reed. All right, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. So who do you think the next surprise cut is going to be for the Atlanta Falcons. Who's the next guy that's a name that we know of that you think is going to end up getting cut? We'll open up the phone lines to you. give you my thoughts as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports Radio, Nights in the Game, Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 